Welcome to the weekly episode of the Freelancer Codex Podcast. Your hosts, Stephen, and co-hosts Mike, Devin, and JD are all set. Join us and tweet your questions at Freelancer Codex. Find us on Facebook at Freelancer Codex. Or send emails to freelancercodex at gmail.com. Strap into your javelins and let's drop in. Welcome, freelancers, to episode 105 of the Freelancer Codex podcast. I am your host, Steve, along with my three co-hosts, Michael, Devin, and JD. And guys, I want to say congratulations to hitting episode 105. As we all know, episode 105 is a huge milestone. Mike, will you tell everyone why episode 105 is a gigantic milestone for us? Episode 105 is the biggest of milestones for us here at the Freelancer Codex podcast for a myriad of reasons. Number one, 105 is the number at which we both drew on a deck of cards at the same time when we started this whole process saying that that's the one we want to get to. We want to get to 105 and then we're going to shut everything down and wrap it up because we thought that was a good round even number. And so, you know, we're there. All right, and that is why today... Is that what you meant? <laughs> yes, that's exactly why, <laughs> what I meant. Is by... that what you meant? It pretty much, that's oh, what it was. So... 105 is actually a huge milestone, because if you think about it, that's one more than 104. <laughs> that is correct. And one less than 106. So right so now... Right there in the middle. We are like a minute into it, so that means we're like episode 105 point like 003, so that's also <laughs> an interesting number. All right. So a couple things we want to talk about on this 26th of September. I like September. September is a good month. The game launched 223 days ago. That's a really long time. It's been 51 days since the launch of the Cataclysm. I guess I have to change that. And I guess that means it's been closed for since Tuesday. So it's been closed for two days. So that's kind of sad. The Cataclysm <laughs> did not go away. It has actually stuck around, but we are going to talk about that. But before we do that, a couple of things of note. Uh, we have some housekeeping. You can email us at freelancercodex at gmail.com. You can send us voice messages at 505-386-7917. And then we'll play those on the show. Those are a lot of fun. Ask a friend of the show, Phaedrin. He loves getting on those things and calling us in. Please do it some more um, or else I'm paying for that number for no reason. All right. <laughs> Big announcements for episode 105 for the Freelancer Codex. Um, we are going to be changing the format of the show a little bit. Instead of doing a weekly anthem show, we are going to change this to a bi-weekly. We're going to change it to a, a bi-weekly. Bi-aware, bi-aware. Steve, Steve, go ahead. Take a breath. You're still. <gasps> take a breath. Two times speed. <clears throat> Pause. I, what you're saying. I will talk like a normal person now. We are going to go okay. to a bi-weekly show. Um, for a couple of reasons. First of all, I think I won't talk for you guys. So if you guys have something to say, you can do that. Whatever. You always talk for us. I try to. Doing the show once a week has been a lot of fun. It made a lot of sense for us. Um, in the beginning when we didn't have anything to talk about, it was a lot of fun to speculate and to try and guess where things would go. I mean, we've gone in directions that I don't think we ever thought we would have. Um, starting from, from the launch of the game to where we are now, Cataclysm was the biggest release for the game thus far. And then not having any communication on what is going on in the future has kind of me personally left me like, 
Um, if, if there's no direction, it's hard for me to, it's hard for me to want to continue to talk about it as much as we have been, just because I think the only other thing that we would have to talk about is lore. And that's, you know, just talking about lore for Anthem doesn't really fill, fill an hour worth of content on the show, I don't think. And that wouldn't be an interesting hour of content. I think it'd be fun if, you know, maybe somewhere down the future, it's just like a short 15 minute show of lore. But currently, I don't, I, I don't feel like I can do a weekly show without knowing what's coming in the future. I think, you know, bi-weekly, that's a little bit easier. Because then we can kind of gather things that are actually happening happening in the game or communications if we get any from the developers. So, and I think also it's going to give us a little bit more time to actually enjoy the game again and not feel like we have to be playing it. And if we're not, we're not doing our community a service, uh, not knowing exactly what's going on. Um, I rambled a lot, so I don't know. What are your thoughts, Devin, on switching to bi-weekly? My thoughts. (laughs) <laughs> um, no, I think that's fine. You know, we've talked about these things for a while. We've, I mean, like you said, before Anthem came out, it was fun to kind of create our own hypothesis of what's going to happen, kind of speculate, imagine. Just, you know, the opportunities were endless. I mean, the opportunity is still endless, but, I mean, it's more defined of what, you know, Anthem is. And so it's hard for us to continue to speculate in the future. I mean beyond new stuff of, of basically just saying, Hey, fix these problems, fix those problems. Just, you know, kind of reiterating the same things we've been talking about for, you know, a couple months now. And so I think, you know, going to a biweekly format of, you know, giving us time to see, okay, did developers say anything this week? Do we have any communication from the community managers? Are we, you know, going to have any kind of event for, this holiday are they going to have thanksgiving feast are they you know i don't know doing anything (laughs) for winter holidays yeah i I think you know it'll be good it'll give us a little bit of a breather time you know for a little bit obviously if they start communicating more often and there's more content to talk about uh it's not you know hard for us to just record more episodes you know right and and come back to a weekly format if that's how things start to go back to you know where there's more to talk about and more to to share. So, now, Mike, thoughts? So, if I if I can just share a little bit about our internal discussions, this wasn't a decision that we came to lightly. Um, a lot of stuff played into this, and and we thought about it long and hard, and what we were going to do, and how we can best cover Anthem moving forward. And and really, this is this is a result of what is coming out from developers. Um, and and it's unfortunate that it's that it's happened that way, and it's unfortunate the way that we have been getting communication, or we haven't been getting communication, and and we can speculate on what that means and everything. But but really, this is this is what's best. This is what um, we're doing, and and we appreciate everyone who will stick with us through this. And and if you feel like this is the end of your run with the Freelancer Codex, and that's okay too. We wish you the best, but. And not to be all doom and gloom, because we're not doom and gloom, because we're still here. We're still talking about Anthem, and we'll, um, you know, Steve and Devin and, and JD will still be active in Discord and on <laughs> yeah, the Twitters. Exactly. And... <laughs> you could jump in there every well, now and then, just to, like, remind people that you're alive. 
I mean, I am alive. I am here. I, I've got one of those rotary smartphones, and it's really tough to type on a rotary dial. So, yeah, JD, JD rotary that's phones are something that came out before oh. touch phones. <laughs> JD, any thoughts so on the change? I mean, and that's and that's just the way we're going, and and we and that's that's how it's going to be. So yeah. that's how we're going. Any thoughts on the change, JD? Um. Well, I mean, so. I got a lot going on um, at home, obviously. I mean, I literally have my dad just in the other room. Um, I checked on him before I came in here to record and all that. And honestly, um, like last like last few weeks, I come home from work and I do everything that my dad did on a, on a daily basis. And my dad was a retiree with a lot of time for, you know, just – um, and so my days have gotten, I've gone from, you know, waking up at, you know, five 30 in the morning and, you know, uh, being able to kick back once I'm home at four or four 30 to, you know, waking up at, you know, four 35 AM and then going all the way up until five, six, seven in the afternoon, well, seven in the evening, making dinner for my mom or whoever else is here at the house. And, you know, some, some nights I just need my rest, um, to make sure everything can, happened smoothly you guys might have just heard him coughing in the background there nope um oh wow and i guess i didn't pick up but um (laughs) no like i i I love bioware um i really enjoy anthem but the fact is is that you know as much as i care about this about the game and i care about the developer i care about my dad and my family more and honestly, having like having to decide some nights, um, you know, to, you know, have to leave my mom to watch my dad all by herself um, so I can come and do this. Um, it actually kind of breaks my heart a little bit because, you know, I just keep wondering what could happen. And well, well I hope you never felt really, when it's not really worth it, you know, when we're not really getting information, it's worth it um, to cover every weekend. We have to like scramble to come up with stuff it just doesn't feel like it's worth doing the week to week yeah well i hope you've never felt pressure from us jd to to show up um no it's just it's something like it's something that my dad like instilled in me take pride in what you do and it's like i just didn't want to let like 100 episodes well 100 plus episodes just kind of fall to the wayside in terms of the effort we've put into what we've done together and i don't feel pressure it's just a it's it's important to me, and it, that I, that doesn't lose value just because, you know, bad things happen. All right? No, I I got you, I got you. So a cu- a couple of things for the patrons out there. Um, completely understand it if this means you're going to you know adjust your your pledge to the show. Um, you know, do that if you feel like you know there there's less value. We completely understand. No hard feelings. Um, you know, it's, it's a decision that you have to make and you know what, we still want you here. The show will still be free, still hang out with us, still communicate with us and that'll be awesome. But you know, we wanted to give you a heads up before the, uh, you know, payments went through at the end of this month. That would have been a jerk thing to do, right? Wait until the the beginning of the year and they'd be like, Hey, now we're changing it. That would have been a terrible move. All right. So a couple of things that, so that, that's really, that's really the announcements that we have. We'll still be here every other week. Show up. If not, check us out on our other podcasts over at shutupandrespawn.com. We've got a bunch of stuff that we're going to be recording and sending out to you guys through there because we still want to talk about stuff and well, there's lots of stuff to talk about 
All right, couple things. We have an email from one of our patrons, Gareth. Um, yes, Mike, go. You breathe. go. You go. I cannot breathe. I've got to get through this, breathe. or I'm going to start crying. Man. I'm going to start like dripping tears because of the things that are happening on the back end. Okay. Um, Gareth, Gareth. <laughs> Shut up, Mike. All right, Gareth wrote in um, one of our bosses and asked an interesting question. He said, let's see, well, I won't read the whole thing because the whole thing was really sappy. He said a lot of things about Mike that we probably shouldn't <laughs> read on the show, so we won't do that. We won't do that. So Gareth says, hey, guys, I'm still loving the podcast even though Mike is on. No, he didn't say it. I wasn't supposed to read that part. I don't play Anthem a whole lot now. I did have a thought, though, on how they could totally fix Anthem with one change and wanted to know what your thoughts was. Yes, I realize it's a bold st- it's a bold claim. Um, the elevator pitch. So the way you do it is to let people choose exactly what legendary they get. Instead of a random item drop, what you get is a legendary masterwork epic token. So you then redeem them for the item of your choice, but with totally random inscriptions. So this is actually something that, um, multiple games have done. I even, I believe, did Destiny do this at one time where you got a token in the raid and if you added up so many tokens, you were able to get a raid item? Devin, am I remembering that correctly? Okay. And it's also something that they've done in World of Warcraft. Um, if you get enough raid tokens, you go in, you turn in the stuff and you get what you want. Um, you know, this, this is an idea that at, at this point, it's like, you know what? I'll take anything, um, to get the items that we do want. So, I mean, I would be all for a system like this to where if you put in the time, you're grinding out your strongholds, you're grinding out your cataclysms, and you get a legendary token and you turn it in for whatever you want. I mean, yeah, sign me up for that. That sounds like a great way to do this. Um, I, I don't know how exciting it would be to like get a token because really there's always that dopamine hit. Like when you're playing a, a looter shooter and you see that orange beam pop up, you're like, oh, they got a legendary and you, you know, I, I think you would kind of lose out on that excitement. I don't know how... Imp- well, that's kind of how it happened with Destiny, where it was just like, oh, you're just getting tokens all the time, so it's not as cool, right? So both systems have problems, but it's like when it's all one way or all the other way, it was just like, oh, all I get is tokens, and now I'm going to go buy stuff. It kind of lost a little bit of that, that shine, you know? But yeah, and... It might no, and I agree because I'm I'm thinking back to games that we've played, like, you know, Diablo 3, even back to, you know, Diablo 1, Diablo 2 days. Anytime you got a legendary to drop or, like, um, what were the orange items in World of Warcraft called? They were world items, maybe? I don't remember exactly what they were called, but that was, like, a big moment where you saw that beam or you saw the item on the floor. You know, when you were playing Borderlands 2 and you saw those items come out. Like the first time I got the B, finally the little shield that you know completely broke the game. You like have this <laughs> moment of excitement. You don't. I don't know if you necessarily get that with the token system. I know probably in the long run, getting what you wanted probably feels better. But that's kind of a hard balance to strike. I don't know if Mike, if you have a preference on, you know, would you rather get the token or would you rather see the beam of light and have that little sound indicator when a legendary drops? So in legendary drops, I'd, I'd rather get the drop there. Um, I don't. I don't I feel do like both, right? a token. I, I guess you could do both. Um, but but I think I think the thing that makes this work is just the balance. I mean, if you need to fix your legendary system to where your legendaries aren't garbage, then that's what needs to happen if you're going to drop legendaries. And if you're going to drop the tokens, um, 
if that were the only thing, so that would be the only thing that you would be expecting, you know, so you, there were no, um, um, any other like way to get it. And so I, I think just striking that balance is the way to go. I don't remember, I don't remember the token system in destiny. Um, that um, happened probably after we stopped playing. I believe that was, when did they implement the token system? It was Devin? Destiny two. I it was yeah. for the uh, Menagerie Raid? I don't know. Um, I didn't play a lot of Destiny 2 after the base game release, so I'm probably yeah. saying something and someone in chat's probably yelling at us like, you got it's it wrong, you idiot. I think, I think a good system would be where they still drop stuff in the activity while you're playing, but for completing the activity, they could give you tokens, and then you once you save up enough of those, you can go and buy a specific item that you are legendary that you've been looking for and haven't gotten. Right, so I mean, they can have a lower amount of tokens that you get for completing difficult tasks or you know whatever, and right. you can still get loot that would drop. So there's still the opportunity to earn that loot just randomly, and but there's also the way to, to earn buy some it tokens to, be able it. to buy it if if you're yeah. not having any luck at all with the weapon that you want, and maybe don't make it horrible, you know, RNG for the inscriptions. Um, I mean, because right now that's really what what it is. I mean, you can or even or even just have the inscriptions up there up front, so you know what you're getting. Yeah. So I mean, this is a set set item. Yeah. These are the exact inscriptions, and I think they could definitely use some of those weapons and gear pieces where it is 100% set ahead of time, and you know what you're going to get. And so I think that would be something that people could actually do <laughs> for more than just hoping they get randomly good stuff. Yeah, that what makes sense, doesn't it? Well, I mean, like, I, I think an idea that, you know, could work is that, like, maybe if the, if the tokens were basically just, like, if they were legendary weapons, like, you had gotten that particular legendary weapon before, and you're basically just getting a new one of that, I feel like th- that might help things a little bit, because, you know, like, it's kind of like how, um, like, in Destiny, like, you could, uh, if you had, like, enough, like, exotic shards or coins or whatever you could just like get like get old exotics that you had already done but back when they had like different roles like you could get different roles when you got it again like when you like went back into that like i, I think it was destiny one not destiny two that did that where you had like the whole list of legendaries you could get one out and like after you spent like a certain amount of like exotic shards or something but I think, like, if it was a high amount of tokens, like, maybe, like, multiple tokens for, like, an item that you didn't get before, and then it was, like, a smaller amount for uh, one that uh, you had gone before, but you're just looking to get better inscriptions, I think that can make it worth the time. I know I would appreciate it, because then it feels like, even if I don't have, even if I, like, play for, like, an entire day, like, let's say I have, like, a day off and I have nothing to do, um, and I just, you know, play Anthem for hours and hours and hours. Uh, and I don't really get like many legendaries or at least not the legendary I'm looking for. At least I have something to show for it that makes me feel like the time was, well, my time was worth it. At least somewhat. Like if I was aiming for one particular legendary weapon and I get that, uh, even if it's not the inscriptions that I want, even if they're not great, I still feel somewhat validated in my time spent. Yeah. And I, and I think this is something that, I mean, it's, it's a, it's a more, it's more of a philosophy thing, but I would love in, you know, all these looter shooters, we eventually get away from the idea of having levels, 
Because it's always just a stopgap to get you through like the first initial like, hey, play these missions and you'll level up and then you'll get to the end game. And that's where it really starts. You know, one thing that Destiny had going for it, and this is what they did in um, World of Warcraft Legion. But having weapons that actually have perks that you can level up and select from different perks, I would much rather like go through a leveling path on a weapon instead of going through like the level one, two, three, four, five, and six on my character. And just be like, you know what? This is the gun you're going to keep because this is the gun that you like. And this is, you know, the path that you can level it up. If you want your Gravedigger to do elemental damage, there's a path for it. If you want it to do force damage, there's a path for it. If you want it to be more accurate, if you want it to be quicker to reload, you know, you have options that you can build on that weapon. And you know what? Even having this idea, it would be a great, you know, dump to put in all these stupid embers that we've collected over the, you know, you know, hundreds of hours that we've played the game. And then we're not just like, oh, trash this crap, trash this crap. Because, you know, we spend so much time dismantling and picking up loot that we're never going to do anything with. It's like, you know, and and that's something that probably won't happen. Because it's almost ingrained in every RPG since the beginning of RPGs that there's a leveling system. I mean, we can thank Dungeons & Dragons for that because that's where most of these things are based off of. And it's just something that I think is ingrained in the lexicon of video games that there has to be a leveling system. And I would love to see like some developer like go out of their way and be like, hey, we can do this a different way just because it's, you know, this just because this is how we've done in the past doesn't ha- mean we have to do like this in the future. All right. Um, thanks, Gareth. We appreciate your emails. Um, continue to send in your, e- your emails and your thoughts. Uh, a couple of changes that have happened before we jump into like the big changes this week. There was a change to the feature store two weeks ago. They extended the reset time from its three to four day. I mean, you before it would reset on Tuesday and then it would reset on Friday. Last two weeks, it would reset and it reset to seven days. And it did that for a week and a half. We reached out to Bioware for comment. Um, they did not comment back. Um, oh. So... No, I I won't. Okay. So they didn't comment back. We hadn't heard anything. And then today it reset back to the three to four days. Um, this is something that I think, I don't know why they don't just say, hey, guys, we messed up. We're resetting it back or tell us, hey, we want to try this out. Recently, Anthem was put into the EA Access vault or whatever it's called. I don't know all the, all the terminology for all these things. But it was put out there so that if you're paying $5 a month, you have access to Anthem. So it seemed weird at that exact time that they extended the length of the reset store to seven days. I don't know if that was a bug that came in with, with whatever. I don't know. We don't know. No one said anything. Um, so we can only speculate. So now that there's a bunch of people in there, in my mind, I'm like, well, did they just revert it back because they got a lot of new players through their EA access and they want to give them more opportunities to spend money on the stuff in the store? I don't want to think that, but you know, these are the kinds of things that go through my head. So it got me thinking. I remember back when we first started playing and we got the game for the first week and we were like, oh man, there's so much customization in this game. And then we realized like, oh, you can't get any armor pieces except for this one place <laughs> a full week so it reminded me of like how bad how badly i want the store to change and you know maybe that's something that they're going to work on in 2.0 um it's probably not going to happen now um even if they do make changes i don't think they're going to tell us they're just going to kind of be like hey it's seven days now it's back to three to four days and we're just going to k- carry on because that's kind of the precedent that we've been set Things will happen. We won't really get communication on it. And then we just move on our day. I mean, this is a small thing, I think. 
Well, or I don't know. Do you guys think it's a small thing that they changed this and then reverted it back? Or is it just like, whatever, move on? It doesn't matter at all. So I think uh, I think because of who we are and and being so close to the game at times and and really kind of digging into every nugget, every little bit that comes through the and our speculative nature anyway, we definitely are what what does this mean? What is happening? Is this the start of something? You know, because A we're looking for stuff to let everybody know about that we find on our on the show. B, we're just those those inquisitive um, gentlemen who just kind of want to know stuff. Um, so I think maybe maybe we're reading too much into things. Maybe we're we're trying to make stuff out of things that aren't really there. Um, but if it but if it walks like a duck, and if it quacks like a duck, and it's probably a goose, and it's probably a then <laughs> it's probably a duck. And and you don't ever want to think that about about an entity that is that you're you know tied to and giving your money to but i i think i think the writing is on the wall the proof is in the information it's all moves it up to speculation for us to figure out right yeah Yeah. what were you gonna say well so i i'm i'm glad i'm glad you know steve kind of said it and you know uh I, i also just listening to the podcast from last week i really wish uh Bioware in these situations would just do what they used to do and just, you know, like, like really just man up, admit you made a mistake. Um, like, I, I feel like the way that they are communicating with their community right now is less and less human uh, in the way how they've been doing it. And I don't mean like they're like not people or anything like that. It's just that like, it's like the whole thing is that like one of the reasons why I like Bioware and why it's still like Bioware to an extent, um, you know, as a developer is the fact that they were always like the developers always seemed really down to earth, really human. They had a lot of open communication with people. They had a lot of participation in online discussions and like just the unwillingness to just say that like, hey, a couple of small uh, mistakes happened or, you know, some things like we done goofed. You know, things like that. Instead, it's like some things aren't performing as anticipated. Like we don't like I I don't like this image that they're trying to put forward of this. Like like we know the product they have on their hands. We know the situation they have on their hands. We know the undertaking uh, that they are currently undertaking. And uh, (laughs) like we know that they have it's an uphill battle. It is. And to, like to be doing this and still acting like, you know, that they're not in the muck, they're not in the mud, that they're, you know, not make like not in the whole mess of things right now and trying to act like they're pearly white and shiny is really just frustrating to me, especially like when we're bouncing between content updates and radio silence. And when they do have a mess up there, it's, it's they, they don't even really like fess up to it. You're human, guys. Just let us see you as human. Yeah. Like it- you're good. It, but stop acting so weird. Yeah, it is really odd. So let's get into the updates that they've sent out because this ties more into, I think, you know, stuff that JD that you were talking about. So we got a tweet um, talking about the close of the cataclysm because we all knew that this was going to be a timed event. That's what we were told in the beginning. That's what we were told throughout that this was going to be timed and it was going to go away. I think we talked a lot about on the show that, you know, it's going to be hard that it goes away. Um, but, you know, you kind of look forward to things in the future. 
So a tweet goes out from Anthem Game on Twitter on 920. It says, this is it, freelancers, the last call to take on the cataclysm. It's going to throw everything it has at you. Challenge it ahead on before, let's say challenge it, challenge it head on before it closes on the 24th. <laughs> Sorry, it took a long time for me to get that out. All right, so then the community cortex, so they, so I woke up to get a shot of the featured store on Tuesday because that's when it reset at six o'clock and I completely forgot that the cataclysm was going to close and I still had like 38 shards. I'm like, whatever, if I lose them, no big deal. I don't really care that much. I'm kind of done with the cataclysm. I don't want to run it anymore and I don't really want to spend the time to open these boxes because it takes a while to open boxes. So at 6 o'clock, that's usually when the store resets. I'm going to go get a picture. I was actually opening boxes from Herschel at the time. And I open a box and then, you know, move on to the next one. And boom, the store closes. Kicks me out. Can't access it. Herschel's still there hanging out, but I couldn't talk to him. I was like, okay, whatever. I knew this was going to happen. No big deal. No sweat off my back. Take a picture of the store. And, you know, I just go on my go back to work. And I was like, all right, the cataclysm's over. Um, they didn't say much. We got one tweet. And that's that. And then we started hearing reports from Twitter that the Cataclysm was still open, that there were three events that were still open, which I thought was kind of weird. It's like, oh, it's very weird that they left that open without saying that they were going to leave it open. Um, and then people were saying, hey, we still have crystals. We're still earning crystals. I was like, okay, it's even more strange because you can still earn crystals, but the store is gone. Doesn't make much sense to me, especially if you, if Bioware had planned to leave this open at the close of the cataclysm, would you A, not, would you A, tell your players so that they can be excited, so you can earn goodwill towards the future of your game, D, you know, hype it up that, hey, we listened, we're going to keep it out there, and, you know, enjoy the uh, echoes of reality for a little bit more time. Like, I don't know if this was your intent because to me, it feels like this was not the intent. It feels like something happened at that changeover that wasn't supposed to happen. And we ended up having the Cataclysm live for longer than we thought. And instead of saying, oh, sorry, um, it, it was supposed to go down, they just left it up. Because then we got a hot fix afterwards. So, and this hot fix comes on the 24th. It says, greetings freelancers. Many of you may have noticed that the Catam content is, well, not totally gone. Technically, what what word did you just say? Cataclysm. What did, what I said? Let me try it again. Let me start over. <laughs> Greetings, are you, freelancers. Are you? Do you smell you toast? Right now, Do you smell toast? <laughs> Many of you have noticed that the cataclysm content is well not totally gone. Technically, the cataclysm event has officially ended as planned. However, the team decided to leave some of the elements for you to play until the next content release. With that in mind, here's what we decided to leave open until the next seasonal update. The Echoes of Reality portion of the Cataclysm will remain open to you to enjoy. You will still retain and earn crystals in the Echoes of Reality runs. With that said, we know we have some various UI bugs we did not anticipate. The team is working to resolve these. Here are the details you should know. We'll bring back the seasonal store later this week. So that's back. Second, and this one is important, your crystals will not carry over for the next seasonal event. Finally, daily cataclysm challenges, story missions, and free play events will not remain. Leaderboards will be visible for now, but will not be updated and remain blank until the next event. Okay, so this was from AJ that came out, and then we got another update, another hotfix from Jesse. Um, 
when was that? This think this was it must have been Wednesday that this came out. I don't have this um typed up when he said this. So he said on Twitter, we just pushed a hotfix in Anthem game that turned on the following. The seasonal store is back. Echoes of reality will now display at the start of expedition screen. Inversions are active with air support and from the skies. All arenas are active in the cataclysm. Like I I want to believe I don't know what I want to believe. I want to believe that they intentionally put this up. But I don't know why you don't tell us. I don't know why it takes a hot fix afterwards to put everything back in to open back up the store if this was your intent. Like, if your intent is to leave it up, why did you close the store? Why did that happen exactly at the reset? Like, to me, it feels like this was supposed to go away, something messed up, and now it's like, well, F, we can't shut it down now. So I, and I'm and I'm struggling with this because it's a good thing that they left it up, but I don't know if it's like, like why not just tell us why? Like I I feel I feel like I'm being yanked why around. This, I think that's the issue. Why I, the subterfuge? I feel why like the, I'm being yanked around. Why the secrecy I, I, and the I I know I know exactly what you mean because the whole thing is that like I I kind of had the realization. Over the over the past few days, especially since listening to the last episode, um, because like I, I've been saying for a while now that there are certain decisions that Bioware has been making regarding Anthem that just don't make any sense to me, and I always used to feel like I could understand the decision making process or their rationale behind something when they used to do things, uh, you know, and that's why you know I've always been able you know pre, be pretty understanding of things and it's feeling more and more like there's just a lot of things that they are either being purposely duplicitous about or just like holding back so much information that they don't need to hold back. And it it is, it is just baffling to me because I used to consider them one of the most open and communicative developers out there. And I really don't feel like they are, telling us the whole truth or even enough of the truth for the well, for us gamers to and fans to really buy into any of what they're selling and that's hard for me that's hard for me to say like this, this isn't just like you know like oh i've had you know like just one bad experience and blah 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 like i've been a fan for almost 15 years and i feel like they are not they are not being honest with me i feel like they're not being open with the fans in this particular case and i don't know why yeah, is the game really in that delicate of a position that they can't they, that they can't afford to just admit that they made a simple mistake or give us the full explanation of something? Like, is it is the reputation that delicate? I don't. I don't. And I, I, and I, I think an answer to your question. I mean, if you listen to our show, it it is. It's <laughs> it's, in a, it's in a rough spot right now. It's it's tough to to really you know take. It, it's it's tough, JD to to really look at this through you know some non um jaded lenses i mean and it is it's tough because of things that have come down and we have i mean we have said no it'll it'll be this it'll get better it'll do this and it hasn't and and i think it's becoming more clear that you know that things are not grand but i mean i don't know i guess the the optimist in me says, well, what are you going to do? You know, how, like, like, what are you going to do? I mean, I, I would think, and this would be something that, 
you you have they have to have been planning for the end of the cataclysm. Okay, what's next? What's coming after the cataclysm? Hey, someone says, hey, we should leave it up. Um, and they're like, all right, that's a great idea, but what should we do differently? Because you can't just grind for the same weapons, you know, past that seven weeks that we've been grinding for those same nine, 14, however many weapons that there are, however, however many new gear pieces that there are. It's like, what do we do different now that the cataclysm is over? Now that Vera has been vanquished, we pulled the spear out of the deal. The leaderboards aren't going to matter anymore. What do we do? You know, someone raises their hand and says, all right, let's bring up all the other legendary items to level 80 because we've seen that they can do that with a hotfix or with an update. You know, they just say, hey, instead of at 75 or whatever, we're putting these up to 80. And now players have a reason to go grind because that power level is increasing, right? Something simple like that you could totally do. And you know what? There's seven chests. There's a lot of opportunity to get legendaries. We know the Cataclysm is very... um, very generous in that regards. So now it's something for players like us that have run the Cataclysm for seven weeks to be like, okay, we can go in there. We can do that. You know, not a big deal. You have incentive to do that now. But to just open it and be like, all right, you know, here's more content to do. Okay, are there going to be dailies for it? Are there going to be weeklies for it? What incentive do I have now if that leaderboard isn't open? If, you know, we've been, we knew it was a timed event. So we spent all our time in there because we knew it was going to go away. And now it's not going away. So it's like, okay, do we congratulate Bioware for doing that? And say, hey, thanks for leaving this in? Or it's like, but we spent all our time in here already knowing it was going to go away to the point of where some of us had burned ourselves out on it. And now it's like, and now it's there. And I'm supposed to congratulate you on that? See, to me, that that's what feels wrong about it. If there was something more, that's fine. And then you tell us, hey, guys... We're going to put this out. We're going to leave it open because we heard you and we want you to have fun. And we're going to change a couple things. Not just, hey, guys, there's some inversions active and we opened up all seven of the things. I mean, I, I'm i struggling with how I'm even feeling about this to even know what I'm supposed to be feeling. You know, like, and Devin, I know, like, I need your thoughts on it because maybe it'll help me figure out my thoughts. But I just, it just, it's just, it's just that. So... <laughs> I think their statement also, so the the thing that was really sticking out to me on their, the statement from AJ was really uh, in one of the the last lines where, where he says second, and this is, this one is important. Your crystals will not carry over to the next seasonal event. We don't even know what that means. We don't even know what counts as a seasonal event. Is it cataclysm size content? Is it uh, events in free play? Is it, uh, uh, Christmas or Halloween event, you know, what, what's a seasonal event? We, we don't know. So again, they leave us with more questions of, okay, we're getting crystals now, but at any point you can just, Oh, it's a new seasonal event and, and don't say anything. I yeah. Mean, and, because and we know they won't tell us anything. Yeah. Well, I mean, they haven't told us anything until afterwards. So one day and, they'll just be gone. Yeah. And it's like, they just drop content and here it is. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, yeah, your crystals are gone now, everything else. And they'll be like, well, we told you back in this update your stuff wouldn't carry over. And it's like, well, that's great, but maybe a little etiquette would be to let us know beforehand. Um, You know, have proper etiquette, let your consumer base know that, uh, you know, we're going to be bringing out some new content. Just as a reminder, going to be polite, have some good etiquette, and let you know that uh, those are going to be going away soon. Mm -hmm. So... I don't know, maybe just a little something like that. 
would be helpful. But I think things happen. I, I think it's good that it's here for people to keep playing. You know, new people come in all the time. I'm seeing on the low sodium Reddit uh, that there's new people playing, which is cool. It's great. And the game is fun to experience. It's enjoyable. Um, obviously, for those of us who have run through the content over and over and over again, there's only so much that's going to keep us there without fresh new content. And, um, you know, like for me, it's pretty much non-existent right now because, you know, of all the time I've spent in the Cataclysm, there's not really any point of playing anything else that's there because I already played through that, you know, hundreds of hours of time uh, playing Anthem. And it's a, it's a lot of fun. I just want more new content, you know. Yeah. But the fact that there's not new content, the fact that there's no communication of this is when the next seasonal event is going to be. I mean, when you don't tell me when something's going to happen, I mean, like Borderlands already announced they're having a Halloween, you know, event. It's like they announced it earlier this week or last week. And it's like, okay, that's, the, you know, probably they, they announced it the weeks. same week the game came out. Yeah. So it's like they're announcing stuff. They have a, a roadmap and it's like, they have to have some kind of idea of when this seasonal content to come is going to come out and just, you know, dropping it on us and not telling us or giving us any idea doesn't build any hype for the game. Doesn't continue to feed your player base and be like, Hey, you know, this is when the new content is going to come out. Keep working. You know, you have until this kind of time. I mean, it's just proper etiquette, you know, to let people know this kind of thing. They got to give us well, something. And it alienates your player base too. And, and with, with not being able to transfer your crystals over, I mean, it just sounds to me like our next content is going to be another cataclysm. And you know, it's like, just like, oh, you're just going to kill yeah, off just, another economy, create a different new economy? and that, that Well, economy? no, it, it, makes it, sound like, it makes it sound like you're just going to be doing the same thing again, and we're going to start everybody back at zero. We'll turn the, the cataclysm on again and run it for another six weeks. Well, and, it's supposed to be here until that you know, new event starts, right? Yeah. Well, well, we don't. We don't yeah. know. I don't think that's clear. I don't think it's, it's clear mixed, that it will be. It's mixed, confusing messages. Is all it is. It's not. It's nothing solid. It's nothing concrete. It's and it's yeah. and it's tough to have faith in something like that. Video game, um, car dealership. Um, you know, it, it's just car dealership. I, well, I'm just thinking that <laughs> that, that that method of doing things of communicating that way. It doesn't matter if it's a video game developer or if it's or if it's you know any insert any entity here that that you do business with it's i mean you got to be forthright and forthcoming and you've got to you know tell your tell your player base what you're doing cuz we want to know and and I don't want to say we have a right to know but we kind of have a right to know i mean this is this is our time our money we're investing in this and uh, and it's that payoff. I mean, you could you could draw some parallels to the legendary discussion that we had about the payoff to time investment. Um, it just doesn't. It's it's odd that it's not there. So, go ahead, but, JD, and, and then I'll end on a positive note. Yeah, I that 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 bothered me. I I wasn't I wasn't uh, here last week to say, but it bothered me the fact that they called it they call it seasonal events. And they say like something along, I think the wording is seasonal events, like what we've had in the past. And I'm thinking to myself, like, you mean the cataclysm and the sunken cell? We've had two things. That is not exactly enough to set a pattern or any kind of reasonable, like, I, I don't think they can reasonably expect us to have any kind of idea of what they mean based off of two 
updates like that. We have one that just added a stronghold mission, and then we have the cataclysm cataclysm content, which was massive, really. And I would consider those like the two big updates that we've had so far, or had. You know, I don't know if you guys agree with that or not. No, I agree. But, I mean, those are you know, if, they don't, yeah, they, yeah, you, they they don't they don't define what a seasonal event is. We have no idea of the scope of the size, what to expect, and like. Even so, like even if like everybody's just okay with that, if they launch it like they launched a cataclysm with basically no fanfare, like it's just kind of a big nothing burger, uh, in terms of like they and they treat it as such when it releases, then what like what's what's the point? Like you need to be excited for your own game. And when the cataclysm when the cataclysm launched, I felt like I was more excited than the devs were. And like it, it, that's the tone it's coming across. Bioware, if you're listening and you don't want it to come across that way you need to look at how you're uh, communicating right now because that's how it's coming across to some of us at least me i, th- I think i think to the hardcore oh, jd you and your wishful thinking yeah. they're not listening i to think us. they're probably not i think to the hardcore jd that's exactly how it comes out to because you know people that you know the casual player i don't like to use the term casual but in this sense i'm going to use the casual term um casual players aren't you know paying attention to that stuff they're playing you know, they're playing Borderlands when it comes out. They're playing Destiny when it comes out. And they're moving on. You know, it's the hardcore players that dive in deep, you know, to game systems. Like, the hardcore players for Destiny. Hardcore players, you know, for any game. The hardcore players for, like, Tetris, you know. They dive deep. They look at that communication. Because they want to know what's coming out with their favorite game. And, you know, when your social media is just, like, non-existent, it's, you know... You, you definitely feel it. I mean, I do. Like, I don't fault anyone for being like, you know, I, I don't know if I can do this anymore. It's like, yeah, come back when maybe there's something. You know, we had the little teaser in the Emerald Abyss of one of the extension cables coming to life and, you know, doing a pulse blast over there. And, you know, that's, that's cool stuff. But it's like, oh, is this going to, like, continue? Is something else going to happen? Um, when are we going to know about it? Is it going to be something that just, just a cut scene? Yeah, is it going to be something it's that just, just be a comes and goes? And it's yeah. unfortunate because, you know, those are the kind of things that you can get super excited about. Like, hey, you know, go check out the Emerald Abyss. There's still more stuff happening. But to be like, well, the Cataclysm's back. I mean, I, I, just, I just cannot get excited for that. And I would like to get excited for something. And at the minute, this is one of the reasons why we're going to a bi-weekly show, okay? Um, it's because we're just waiting for something to bring us back in. And, you know, on positive notes, like, man, it, it would be awesome if we had a real horde mode. Not a horde mode like everyone's calling um, the inversions or whatever they're called, horde modes. That's not a real horde mode. I don't know why people keep calling it a horde mode. It's not a horde mode. Like, if we were to have a real horde know? mode... Like, a horde mode is, like, you play until you die, right? Um, You know, if there was something like that in there that gave you points and you could keep going and you could push leaderboards and you could just play it over and over and again with different abilities, like, you know, that's something that you could be excited to go do. Like, Cataclysm, just as as cool as it was for the seven weeks and for the story, gameplay-wise, it doesn't have the longevity to keep you coming back. Because it doesn't have the ability to have a private, you know, match on there. You're always, if you're not playing with a four stack of people, you're always in there with someone else. And they're not always going to be on the same page. So it's hard to get excited about something like that. It's hard to get excited when there's not really a loot chase. Like, as much as we always comes back to the loot, because your game is a looter shooter... Until you have that fixed, it's hard to get excited about anything. And, like, I want them to succeed. I really do. 
Like, you know, I've been pretty down and upset. And mostly it's because of the communication on the game that we're not getting any. And the communication is, you know, we're kind of having to pick through it, weed through it, just because that's what we do. And it's just, it doesn't give you a lot of confidence to continue on. So anyway, that's where we're going to end episode 105 of the Freelancer Godex podcast. (laughs) Because it's, I, yeah, because I'm done. So now we're going to play a button. We're going to play a button. Mike, how do you play buttons? You push Play the button, Steve. Play the button. Play the button. Before an empire strikes back, we're ending on a Thanks for listening. You can find us on Twitter at Freelancer Codex, on Facebook at Freelancer Codex, or through email at freelancercodex at gmail.com. Join the Discord through the link provided at freelancercodex.com. Our show will always be free, but if you'd like to send some support, you may do so at patreon.com slash freelancercodex. Our individual Twitter handles are at Stephen Lamson, at mlamson25, at neverfear, and at JD the Joke Dealer. Freelancers, it's time to get to work. Boom.